I love that in that song, um, however you came to be, you are exactly who the world needs you to be. I want children to hear that, but I want parents to hear that too, because some parents didn't hear that growing up themselves. I'm always thinking of the parents as well as the children when I'm writing. This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora, welcome to the 50th episode of Down to Earth Conversations. I'm your host, Andy Dixon, and it gives me great pleasure to have you listening along today for this milestone episode. And whether you have listened to them all, or this is your first one, no my, you are most welcome here. The kaupapa, or heart of this podcast, is that goodness and beauty and joy and peace and love are at the heart of what it means to be fully human and to live well in the world, bringing a bit of heaven down to earth. What I love about reaching a milestone like this is that it shows that there are a large number of people who are interested in the good that people can do in the world, because you all keep tuning in to hear more stories of people who are doing what they can with what they have to make a difference in one way or another. And hopefully, you're being inspired to do the same in the spaces that you occupy too. So a huge thank you to all my guests so far, and to all of you for listening and for telling your friends and family about this podcast, because you're the only reason that this has grown to what it is. Thanks to those who have contributed financially to help me cover costs, as I do this purely for love. Uh, I have no income from this, so your generosity to help it keep going is awesome. And to those who have believed in me from the start, like Jono and Tracy from Ignition Systems, who heard what I was planning to do and bought all my gear for me so that you would have good quality recordings to listen to, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so much. And I thought, let's celebrate this 50th episode with someone who knows how to have fun. Someone whose job it is to bring joy and fun and beauty into the world. So today we hear from Michael Bush, aka Music with Michael the recently crowned New Zealand Children's Artist of the Year. Michael is someone who is so super authentic, down to earth, and brings beauty and joy and goodness into the world on a daily basis for children and those who care for them. I talked to her about the music, the lyrics, the reality of life behind the scenes, and what living with this focus has done for her own well-being. In something a bit different this episode, you'll also hear snippets of Michael's songs throughout the episode. This is episode 50 of Down to Earth Conversations, and leading us into it with her award-winning song Brave, here's Michael Bush. What you think, let us know it's so brave to bear your soul What you love, let it show It's so brave to bear your soul She is a singer-songwriter, a performer, an author, a wife, a mum, and from what I can tell, an all-round good sort. Uh, last year she won Best Children's Song at the New Zealand Children's Music Awards for her song Brave, 
which then backed up recently with second place in the children's section of the International Songwriting Competition. This year, despite there being only three categories at the New Zealand Children Music Awards, she went into the event with four final spots and took home the New Zealand Children's Artist of the Year. She has two albums, five illustrated kids' books, hours and hours of performances under her belt, and a following of children and parents who love her. Welcome to the podcast, Music with Michael. Woohoo, thanks for having me. Have your feet landed on the ground yet after the awards? No, not quite yet. <laughs> no, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, yeah, winning the TUI is amazing. Yeah. Feels pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and then since that, I've just been straight back into working on my next project. So, yeah, cool. yeah still flying. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I mean, I imagine for you, awards aren't why you're in this game. Not at all, but no. But they're still nice, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think that's it. Awards don't really. They're funny things awards because it doesn't mean your music's any better or worse than it already was and it doesn't mean anyone else's music's better or worse and um, there's no real winner when it comes to art but recognition for hard work and recognition for everything you pour into your music that's the part that feels really good. So actually the comments, you know, people saying congratulations, it's the ones when they say, I see how hard you've worked. Yeah, cool. They're the ones that make me feel... Yeah. Yeah, nice. Meaningful. Yeah, I usually get my guests to introduce themselves, but I just I wanted to to preface with that because I didn't know how much of that you would actually say right. or not. Um, you know, we're not necessarily great at talking ourselves up as no. as New Zealanders, but um, I guess outside of all that stuff, all the accolades and the albums and the things, you know, who is Michael Bush? Who is Michael Bush? Well, I live by the beach, which I think I like to say I live by the beach because I have this sort of opinion that laid back people live by the beach. <laughs> so I'm like I live by the beach Um, yeah like you said I'm a wife to Matthew who's a teacher um, and a running enthusiast and I'm a mum of three girls half is Sadie and Clementine half is nine Sadie is seven and Clementine is four but very soon to turn five and so um, yeah who am I is a good question so I'm moving into a very new stage of my life with her going to school I know and that feels like you know, booking in an identity crisis when yeah. you've poured so much into these early years yeah. of motherhood. So, um, yeah, it's been, I, I love being a mum and I love that I've been able to um, build a career yeah. um, out of my motherhood, really, and love of music. Yeah. yeah. So uh, No, that's really cool. We've got, um, we've got nine and ten-year-old girls and a nearly four-year-old boy. Oh, wow, so, yeah. So kind of similar, but... A year to go for us yes, at that, yeah. that stage, but um, yeah. yeah, he's still at that really funny age where they come out with just the most hilarious things. And, I love it. Um, yeah, the other day I wiped his butt actually, and he went, "Dad, I'm really proud of you." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good, son. He must have done a great yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he still cracks us up. But um, yeah, uh, was music a big part of your life growing up? Yeah, well, it's I'm not from a particularly musical family. My dad loves to sing. He um, he's a sales agent. He sells clothes. He's yep. a um, rep, and so yep. he travels up and down the country, and so he sort of performs in his car to himself singing. So he loves music, and so sort of I grew up with music in the house, but um, I'm the only one who then picked up instruments and yeah, took right. it further. But I just loved singing. I loved. Um, you know, shutting myself in my room with my, you know, taping what's on the radio, pushing down, play and record at the same time. And yeah. I just loved, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, just losing myself in music growing up. 
so I sort of just haven't stopped. Yeah, yeah, and those moments where you start the song on the tape and then you realise that it's actually not the song you wanted and you've got to stop and rewind oh, while yeah. that song's playing. Kids just don't know. No. Well, my favourite, my kids asked me what was my favourite present ever. And it's a Walkman. I got a Walkman yeah, once that right. had Brick Game Tetris on the front, which I'm like, why don't I have that now? It sounds awesome. That's but phenomenal. But they're like, what's a Walkman? And I'm like, you don't know the joys of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, at what stage did music become like a really important part of life for you? I think, well, it's interesting because I've always written songs since I yep. was really little. So... I remember songs I wrote when I was six years old. I remember songs I wrote in, prim in primary school and intermediate, and then my angsty teenage phase. Um, but really, high school was when I realised this is this is what I'm really, really into. Yeah, I picked cool. up the saxophone in high school. Oh, nice! And just fell in love with that as yeah. an instrument. Practiced so much and did all my grades, and um, awesome. and then you know joined some bands, and that's when I realised, oh, this is. Yep. really cool um so yeah from my teenage years i was just very consumed by music yeah. nice do you still play the sax hardly ever i played it for years and i was in a band called four man bob that was a oh, ska band yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so nice. that was i did years in that and we had a another band called sideshow bob that did yep. swing covers yeah and so i watched both of those oh, at, did you? at parachute festivals and stuff. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I probably came a little bit later in, yeah. in that than the parachute festivals. But I, um, so I played so, so much. And then really since having the girls, I have, yeah. have hardly played. Yeah. I sneak it into the occasional song. But the thing is with sax, once you stop practicing, you sort of lose your tone. And it's really frustrating. So when I play it, I just feel like I want to throw it across the room yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I knew how good I used to be and I know how rubbish I am now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, I, I learned classical piano and right. now I play like octaves in my left hand Yeah, because um, I played church music for years and that's it. didn't need to do all the technical stuff. So I know what that's like. Um, Soul destroying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You're like, oh, if only I, I had kept that going. But, I know, okay. but, can't uh, do everything. Yeah, do your kids... Uh, are they picking up um, instruments and stuff? Sadie or? has just started learning violin, my middle one. And so, yeah, we're enjoying 10 minutes of violin practice every morning, <laughs> screeching out hot cross buns. <laughs> it's, a, yeah, a beautiful instrument. <laughs> Perhaps not in the hands of a, of a beginner. So it's one of those things that once they get it, it is a beautiful instrument. Yeah, oh, I know. Well, I've never played a, you know, a string yeah. instrument. I always wish I'd learned cello. And so I'm so excited that she's yeah, learning nice. violin and I'm, you know, committed. But, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you start focusing specifically on children's music? When did that come about? When I had Harper. So I, Harper was born in 2012. And I, you know, if you go with the theory, you write what you know, what you yep. know. Um, I just did that and so when Harper was yeah really little I immediately just started writing lullabies naturally cool. while I was rocking her to sleep yeah. and all around the house and all hours of the day writing lullabies and so um, my songwriting has just grown with the children as they've grown and then having three kids has been awesome because you know they're at different ages so I can write all sorts of things yeah. for all you know a broad age range um, but 
yeah, I started doing the lullabies and then me and my friend Emma put together a duo called Petite Music Box yeah. and started releasing music. Cool. And uh, just, it was great because we just didn't put too much pressure on ourselves. So we'd just write a lullaby. She was great at arranging and then we'd release it like on, um, what's it called? Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just straight out into the world and not worrying about it being perfect. And yep. then it's been, yeah, a really cool journey since yeah. then. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in do what you can with what you have. Hundred percent. And and that's like for me, that's a way that balls get rolling, you know. Oh, um, the band yeah. I was in, we we did two EPs, and the first one was done in two days at a friend's home yeah. studio, in his bedroom, you know. And but that's what we had the money to afford, and yeah. we didn't want to go into debt, so we did that. And then selling that raised the funds to then yeah. be able to record the next one properly. Um, I think it with catches, a top producer and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. I think it captures a place in time as well. Like I love yep. listening back on my old tracks and even the early music with Michael ones before I could, you know, afford to hire Vic and Andy to produce. And yeah. there's just something pure about them. That's, that was what life was like, yeah. right? Then I had zero budget and I didn't have any funding. And But the songs, you know, if it's a good song, it should stand on its own yeah. no matter what. Um, so, yeah, I do love that my back catalogue tells the journey of... of growth yeah <laughs> and of, yeah being able to put more money into music yeah because um, yeah there were a lot of years where there was zero dollars to yeah. put into music <laughs> yeah i totally get that <laughs> and now you know new zealand on air give me money to put into music which is just phenomenal that's awesome yeah yeah you describe your music as kids music that grown-ups love too yeah um which i mean i totally endorse that you know that um i wish i'd discovered you sooner actually before my kids got into some of the stuff they listen to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had nuts. an age and then they, they're all on the radio. W was, and, yeah. was that like an accident or was that really intentional for you? No, it was super intentional because I think I was given a couple of just random children's albums when Harper was born and I realised very quickly how much painful, grating children's music there was. And then I went on a journey to try and find, you know, Spotify is a beautiful thing because yeah. you can hunt and hunt. And I found incredible children's musicians. Yeah. These Elizabeth Mitchell and the Okie Dokie Brothers and these artists that are doing really cool music that actually I wanted to listen to. Because yeah. when it's a baby in the room, it's really like yeah. I'm the one listening to the music totally. as well. And then as, the, as they've grown, I've realized, you know, in the car, I have to sit and listen to that music as well. And it's awesome to introduce children to the music you love and you know I know you know play them the Beatles or play yep. them Sufjan Stevens or play them you know who you love but also music that's written with words for them yeah but with with um melodies and sounds and also lyrics that parents can connect with too yeah. that's been my intention the entire way through yeah and that children actually don't need painful music like children are yeah. smart and children yeah. like beautiful things and like funny things and and good things and so we don't actually we can put the same amount of effort into music for children as people do into music for grown-ups yeah 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 and i mean you had the whole like baby shark mm -hmm. thing and oh geez i never want to hear that ever again <laughs> but yeah and we've um you know perry grip no oh it's like potato dog and taco cat and like they're, they're just like the stupidest little songs which are really they get stuck in your head yeah and there's like a million of them and my kids got into that before i found like songs like your stuff yeah and i was like oh why did i not find Dang this it. earlier <laughs> but actually you know um 
Cora actually walks around the house singing um, Get Up and Get Going. Oh, awesome! Um, That's yeah, great. That kind of thing as well. I mean, I, I've loved, like, your song, Family, I just think is such a beautiful song, period. Like, it it doesn't matter if it's for kids or or not. I just, I love listening to it and going, the heart of inclusion that's in here, the mm. heart of you are someone, you know, you're mm. valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things that actually we need to be saying, you know, and I listen to the, some of the songs that, that my girls listen to now off the radio, and it's like, ah. Oh, I don't really know if you need that in your head. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... It's oh. a mixed bag out Yeah. There. But um, yeah, I think those words, I write... It's funny because sometimes I write a song and I think, is this a children's song? You know, you have some of is this enough of a children's song? And then I think, well, it, it is. It's for children. Yeah. <laughs> but also I love that, you know, in that song, um, however you came to be, um, you are exactly who the world needs you to be. Yeah. I want children to hear that, but I want parents to hear that too, yeah. because some parents didn't hear that growing up themselves. Yeah. And so we need actually everyone listening <laughs> to hear these things. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I definitely, I'm, I'm always thinking of the parents as well as the children when I'm writing. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Which makes, I think, what, what I do even more fulfilling and um, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Some babies come by surprise, some after many nights cry, some need a little more help. However you came to be, know that you are exactly who the world needs you to be. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is, like I talk about bringing a bit of heaven down to earth through mm. what we're doing, and it's really easy to have Mother Teresa as the the the, the image of what that looks like, you know? I'm certainly uh, not. Yeah. But, you know, that, that self-sacrificial giving up everything to go and serve the right, poor and yeah. stuff, and, and we need those people, mm-hmm. and that's really great. But actually, like what you're doing is bringing beauty into the world and bringing goodness and kindness. And, you know, even the fact that you've thought about actually some parents need to hear this. Yeah. To me, that's bringing a bit of heaven, you know. Yeah. And and so I think it's way more ordinary. You know, it's that day to day life stuff, but it's also deliberate. You know, you don't you don't bring goodness accidentally. Um, Yeah. Well, not often. You you might. Yeah. You might. Um, Yeah. 
it's nice to be able to just take what I love doing already. Yeah. I love songwriting. I always have. And then feel like it's an offering to other people. Yeah. That. And I think that was the amazing thing about doing children's music because for years I'd done, um, I'd written, you know, grown-ups music. And, you know, when yeah. I say adult music, it sounds like I wrote something. Yeah. Godly, but, you know, yeah. and I think with adults music, I spent years being like, please listen to this, please listen yeah. to this. And then with children's music, because it's something that parents look for and they are after and children yeah. consume so much, it almost felt like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was such an amazing shift of like, well, I'm writing this for as a gift for yeah. families and a gift for the world and a gift for my family. And if, you know, to just offer it. And that felt like such yeah. a different place than... Which you can, which is actually the same. And now when I write music for adults, I feel the same way about yeah, it. Totally. Here's my offering. Yeah. So I think it was more of a shift for me in, internally. But, but it is I part of how, how the industry kind of is set up, mm. that it's about trying to make it and trying, oh, to, yeah. trying to get there and trying to break through mm -hmm. and, you know, all of that stuff. And, I mean, I, I went through that phase as well of, of wanting to make it. And, yeah. and it wasn't until, like, you know, a friend and I went, actually, why don't we just try and make a difference with it instead and it's devastating and trying to make it yeah <laughs> yeah and so we started do, we started doing that and ended up like gigging 50 times a year yeah. going to around youth Amazing. groups and, and cafes and whatever but uh, being able to share kind of our heart and our story mm. as part of that as well and like it didn't with that mindset it didn't matter if you turned up and there was only five people there yeah um partly because we only had two guitars and we didn't spend three hours setting up but but yeah. also because if you're not trying to make it, yeah, it just takes that pressure off. It does. It? I think that was the really cool thing about writing alongside becoming a mother and then yeah. starting this new thing that was all new. And so when I first was writing these songs, I was going down to the local play centre and playing it for a few families. And that cool. felt, that was what it was for. Yeah. It was for a few local families and putting it on Facebook for my friends and their children. And, that's really and cool. then that yeah. sort of just expanded and expanded. But because that was where it started, there's never been, I didn't start trying to reach the masses. Yeah. I just started writing music for my community and it's just grown from there. Yeah. yeah. Much I, nicer way for it to happen. Looking from the outside, it seems like um, there's a lot of, love between the children's artists as well that you know you get it there a little bit in in other music spaces but there's also a lot of competition in those spaces whereas it, there doesn't seem to be you know you're all celebrating each other yeah. and promoing each other and the the kids that we've got a kiwi kids music collective in new zealand and that's all of us who write music and perform music for children are in this group this facebook cool. group and it really is just the most amazing group of people and awesome. you're right we actually genuinely are friends and yeah. genuinely love each other and i think there's something about there's something has clipped in our genre in this country where we know we're not in competition because we know we're all offering something yeah. unique yeah and that children need each and everything that we're offering and you know it's great. And even in Christchurch, Itty Bitty Beats and Loopy Tunes are here and we're all such good friends and we all support each other. And, you know, they're the ones I'll talk to when I need to vent about what's, you know, is a difficulty because you get plenty of them. <laughs> and they're the ones who celebrate with me and I celebrate with them. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because yeah. technically you could think that we're in competition, but we know that we're not. Yeah. And so it, it's really amazing. And so when we go to things like the awards, 
it's funny because we're up against our friends. So, yeah. you know, you're in these finalists and it's like, Levity's my friend, Kath's my friend, yeah. Chris is my friend. And whoever wins, we're going to celebrate because, and, and the fact that I know, you know, I can win Best Artist and not feel awkward because I know that they're happy for me. There's not, yeah. you know, you don't feel like, oh, Sorry. Sorry you didn't win. Yeah. You know, and we'll not, and one of them yeah. will win it next year because yeah. everyone's producing amazing stuff all the time. And so I think that's super special. And yeah. yeah. And I also just think I'm on a on sort of a campaign to to help New Zealand families know how much amazing New Zealand music is yeah, cool. is being written for children because there's such a a bustling scene and it's well, that, overshadowed by, you know, Netflix and Disney yeah. and all the good stuff on there. And we watch all of that too. But we need more platforms for well, that, Like I said, I, I wish I'd come across you and the others yeah. a lot sooner because I just didn't know it was there. No, and then well, this when, is I, the when thing. I when I came across one of you, suddenly there's all of you, you yeah. know? Like because you're commenting on each other's things and celebrating each other and then I'm getting, hey, why don't you follow this person? And it's like, yeah. oh, cool, there's there's more people, you know? Yeah, um, so hopefully we can just get more and more exposure for, for the artists yeah. in this country because they're making high-quality, excellent, yeah. wacky, beautiful, hilarious music yeah. and it needs to be heard. Yeah, I, I love the um, that whole idea that you're all friends or you're all celebrating each other because... You know, I interviewed Jay Geldard from Etu Tangata and, mm-hmm. you know, the tackling tall poppy syndrome about, you know, when someone succeeds and we try and pull them down because they're, they're a threat to our success. Yeah. Whereas actually what you're saying is what they're all about of of actually when you succeed, I succeed. You know, when, totally. when we work together um, and we celebrate each other, then actually your success is my success and my success is your yeah. success and we can all celebrate all the time. And wouldn't it be awesome if all of the different industries work uh, like that, you know, that totally, um, I mean, yeah, we we sell cake sprinkles, you know, as a business, but, Yum. um, a couple awesome. of years, <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, um, uh, some Aussies that, that do mm-hmm. the same thing actually reached out to us and was like, man, there's so much cattiness in this, in this space. Can we like do a shared thing? And so they ended up like with, oh, about 10, sprinkles people from all over the world on a on a reel just saying hi from New Zealand, hi from America, you know, we're all in this together, you know, we love each other kind of thing. That's so great. And, and I just went, why does this not happen yeah. more? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, to to kind of to find out about you and then see that that's a yeah. reality in this space, I just I think it's so good. It's really cool. And we all collaborate on each other's music too, which is really cool. So you'll see each other's names pop up in each other's albums and tracks. And then that brings this new flavor into your music. And And I think if if you've set that tone as a group, then for anyone new coming into that, that's the standard. Yeah, totally. You know, it's not like someone is going to come in and suddenly go, well, I'm the best because they're just not going to last. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. What do you love most about what you do? I love that I get to spend so much of my time focusing on good things, yeah. focusing on beautiful things and funny things. And I think before I did this, that's not, I didn't spend so much of my headspace mm. on seeing the good and seeing that. And, you know, 
I feel so grateful for yeah. that because I think it's been incredible for my own mental health over yeah. the last decade is that, you know, I can each day it's my job. <laughs> it's actually my job to draw the good out of life yeah. and to draw, take, you know, even the hard things and the tricky things that I have to talk about with my children because the world is terrifying at times, you know, even, you know, this week yeah. and, um, what's happened this week in America is just devastating and but it's taking that and being like well what do I communicate to my children and it's that you know the love that's in the world Mm. and the goodness that's in the world and that we should love everyone and accept everyone and celebrate everyone Mm. and who we are can make a difference just by smiling at the people we pass me and my family we live on a street we keep to keep in the heat but we make sure that at least once a week we all throw open our windows and sing we sing hey neighbor how's it going in this moment don't be lonely i say hey neighbor don't be a stranger we are all friends here on the street you know i love that that is I can put that into action through writing a song. Yeah. It's just so simple. And I can't change the world, but I can change um, the atmosphere in this room. Or, you know, yeah. just little things like that. Yeah. Like I'm rambling at this point. But... Oh, it's... <laughs> I, I, I mean, again, I, I think it's, it's just so beautiful that um, you talk about focusing on goodness and then how much benefit there is yeah. to doing that. And, and I think, again, that's one of the hearts, one of the parts of the heart of this podcast is that doing good in the world is not just about helping other f- people feel better. Mm, no. uh, it's actually good for us to yeah. do. You know, we benefit from it. and um, Yeah, and then when you feel better, you are better. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a, a couple on an interview last night and saying, you've actually got to love yourself to be able to love others. Yeah. And... And part of that is looking after yourself and, and mm-hmm. yeah, to be able to find ways in whatever our jobs are, mm-hmm. yours happens to be music, um, but in whatever space we're in, if we find these ways to draw out the goodness and the yeah. beauty of life, it's only going to benefit totally everybody yeah, because it's going to benefit us and then we can be more present to other people and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a musician and I know that things don't always go right. Have you had any colossal fails along the way that that are memorable or uh, shows that just did not go right oh or? I mean all the time all the time I you know sound gear never works the way you want it to and I was playing a show recently where there I was coming through a sound system and you play the ukulele but there was a, de- a delay oh, no. so you're playing but hearing a delay and that's you know but <laughs> And you just got to keep charging. Keep going. Yeah. And then all the time on, I do live streaming. Yeah. I've got a live streaming club. So yeah. that's just carnage all the time. Yesterday morning. Yes. Okay. Yesterday's a typical um, mare of a morning. Yeah. So I had Clementine having a tantrum all morning. Get home with like seven minutes before I meant to go live because the school run was such a disaster. Yeah. And then my computer didn't charge overnight. So you're trying to frantically charge that. And then it... <laughs> Then Clementine is in and out of the live stream wanting chips. And so (laughs) 
she I put her in front of the camera to sing Twinkle Twinkle which she sang very quietly while glaring at the camera and then <laughs> and then uh, finally get her sorted and the plug unplugs and everything shuts down and that's the end of the live stream so <laughs> uh, that's, awesome. that's a real typical reoccurrence in my life but you just learn to roll with it and everyone I think the most amazing part of what I do is my audience is parents at home in their own chaos or parents at they a gig chasing their crazy children and they get it and yeah. I've never presented myself as anything other than just another parent yeah. <laughs> doing my best yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's been awesome because you just connect I connect yeah. with my audience of other parents because you really are in the trenches together yeah. just figuring it out I think that speaks to to the fact that you've obviously got a good handle on the fact that your worth is not in this thing that you're creating right, yeah because if your worth was tied up in it and then it went wrong it would be like the most devastating thing ever but you were able to kind of brush it off and yeah. go oh that's that's what happens when you're a parent yeah I think that's you know. been a long journey for me and definitely uh yeah it's actually pretty cool that you said that because you're right that is where I am at now but that's not the case yeah. years back and definitely when you're an artist or a creator I think you can definitely think your worth is in your what you're creating yeah. and what people think of that and, yeah. and um, if they don't like it they if don't they don't like, like it they don't like you yeah that's definitely how I felt for a very long time and so but again I think that's where the kids have helped me um writing for children has helped me let go of that because actually yeah would I do I think my kids value lies in what they produce? Absolutely not. And so then you have to reflect that mirror on yourself and go, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a human too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's good. And and I think, like, as a parent myself, if, if you were coming across as this, like, totally competent, like, super parent who also <laughs> could have this amazing music thing, I'd be like... This is just surreal. Yeah. I don't want to watch this. No one yeah. wants to see that. No, no one wants to see someone doing it all. No, that's, so, that's what I like yeah. to, um, I kind of joke about that at home when, you know, the house is a nightmare and yeah. I've burnt the dinner or whatever's happening. You know, how does she do it? Yeah. <laughs> how does she do it all? Because, yeah. you know, I clearly yeah. don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going home from here to to do the third session of a parenting course from the parenting place because 10 years in, we still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, well, you does know. anyone? <laughs> so, um, yeah. One thing that you seem really good at, um, and you've kind of alluded to on the way, is uh, connecting with good people and working with them mm -hmm. to produce stuff. Yeah. And, and finding stuff that then becomes greater than you could do on your own. You know, what's that collaboration journey been like for you? Uh, I love collaborating for that exact reason. I know my limits and rather than I, I remember early on when I was doing this is that I felt that need I need to get good at producing I need to get good at all yep. this why can't I draw I wish I could illustrate why can't I do all these things and you start holding it really mm -hmm. tightly and, and it's really stressful and not fun at all and then um, since I realized that that's not <laughs> the way to go and pulled on board people like Vic and Andy Knopp mm -hmm. who are my music producers who are just just phenomenal and they are multi-instrumentalists and uh, have an incredible ear for music and bringing them on board so I brought them on board um, even before I got funding and you know mates rates yeah. <laughs> through them songs and just maybe could you just add bass to this yeah. and 
that's so much better. Maybe next time could you have this? And then, um, but really being funded by places like New Zealand On Air and Creative New Zealand has meant I can also pay people what they're worth. Yeah. And then it's not a favour. Then I can really, you know, let people fly yeah. with their creativity. And so, yeah, I especially love my collaboration with Vic and Andy Knott because they take my songs. I write, you know, I'll sit here and write a song and then I'll record a demo of it. So I'll do all my vocals here. So that'll be the final take and just... I can't record guitar or ukulele to sound good for the life of me. I've tried. It's not happening. It's not a me to do. actually quite tricky. Yeah, you'd think yeah. it's simple, but it's not. And so I send them a demo track. And then they work on it. And, you know, I sing, you know, what instrumental bits I would oh, yeah. like. Yeah. And then they send it back complete and polished and incredible. And, and then I can play it and be like, wow, as if I didn't write the song. Yeah. Like, I hear it in this fresh way. Yeah. And think, that's a good song, which you... It's hard to hear of your own music until someone else works their magic on it. Yeah. And then, you know, Andy illustrates my books. I can't draw for the life of me. I tried to. And I was like, maybe it would be, you know, I could do this cool stick figure vibe. And no, it's like <laughs> not even as good as the pick and save one. Yeah. So. <laughs> so Andy illustrates my books and does the most beautiful stunning. job. Yeah. So stunning. Well, you know. Yeah. And, um then on this latest project that releases next week called Mindful Music Moments, um, that's been funded by Creative New Zealand and I've been able to pull together the biggest team I've worked with yet. So I have um, Chloe Hawker, who's Chloe Ruby Art, so she's done illustration for every song. And then I've worked with a teacher, Amy Ribpath, and a counsellor, Sandy Hitchens, to create activities that pair with the music to create these awesome. sort of 10-minute connecting moments for children guided by music and so just so things good. I could never do on my own that now I get to create you can have this big idea and then actually do it because you've got a team that um, is incredible yeah, yeah. when I'm feeling in a model all I need is a cuddle so cuddle me cuddle me I love, I love that idea that if you're not threatened by oh, yeah, no. the success yeah. of others, <laughs> no. you're just like, actually, you're better at this than me. Can, <laughs> can like, you help how me? How stressful to yeah. try and be good at everything. Yeah. Yeah. How stressful. I just think now I know and now I feel so comfortable in knowing like songwriting and singing, performing, that's my area and, and, and coming up with ideas. But I can't execute those ideas on my own or if I if I tried they'd just be average yep. but when I pull together these amazing musicians and producers and illustrators and specialists then yeah it becomes something beautiful I'm the same with our you know with our baking company I let Bex to have all the creative license right yeah mi mixing the sprinkles and all of that because you know that's her lane and I stay mm -hmm. in mine and I'm creative just not 
in that way. Not in the sprinkles. Um, yeah, way. yeah. So, <laughs> whereas like she mixes things and people are just like, oh my god, that's oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And then that's cool because she gets to flourish in what she's totally. good at while you take care of the other things. Yeah. And that's what's amazing too. Yeah. It's not yeah, if she, having if to... she was having to do the finances and the <laughs> system stuff that I'm taking care of, she would be dying. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Having an accountant has changed my yeah. life too because, you know, you just say the word taxes to me and I just... <laughs> actually want to vomit it's so yeah. stressed just the thought of it so everyone yeah. who who contributes to what i do is so <laughs> valuable and needed yeah. to make me be able to continue to grow yeah. and expand and and actually outsourcing stuff like that you know oh. obviously there's there's stages where well i can afford this or not yeah but no i had to do it myself for yeah a while and but but when you can <laughs> offloading that sort of stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't bring you life just gives you so much freedom to do the stuff that does bring you life doesn't it totally yeah. yeah, and then there's more time for that. Yeah. Where to from here for Michael Bush? Oh, it's a good question. I'm excited to release this new project next week, and then I have lots of performances. You know, <laughs> about two months ago, I was, I thought this was over, like COVID yeah. shutting down every performance and every booking. I had a whole term of absolutely nothing in my calendar. I was working behind right. the scenes on this project, but I really... Like, I, I had several conversations with my husband of, is this the end of the road? Sh- am I being foolish? You know, is, you start thinking, is everyone like, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then when I really felt like, you know, I actually looked at jobs on Seek and started thinking, you know, maybe I, this becomes a little side hustle. And, and I felt really strongly hang in there, like just hang in there. It seems crazy to hang in there, but hang in there. And now it's gone from zero to 100. Like, I'm so busy. I've got so much in my calendar. I've got the other problem now where I'm, like, staying up till far too late working. But I would love to just do more albums, more concerts, and do a TV show. Yeah, cool. (laughs) That's the big dream. I like. It's funny because you kind of feel silly saying saying things out loud sometimes. But then I'm like, oh, why not? Yeah, yeah, I'd I love mean, to do you, a show. Maybe you might have felt silly 10 years ago saying, I want to do a kid's album. Totally. You know? Totally. The I'm, I'm going to win Children's the... Artist of the Year. You know? Oh, yeah, that would have been... Yeah, <laughs> and even the books, like, I I wanted to make... I knew for years I wanted to do a children's yeah. book, but it seemed impossible. So, yeah. who knows? Yeah, but that's what I'd love to do. Oh, I look forward to seeing it happen. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, how can people connect with you, support you, find you... Yeah, well, they, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. So it's Music with Michael, but spelt M-I-C-H-A-L. That's important. Yeah, Alexa doesn't like that. <laughs> no, it's, she's, she's saying Michal or Mitchell. Yeah. Michal, My brother yeah, calls yeah. me Mitchell because of, I think, because yeah. of Siri. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and if you want to join the Music with Michael Club and sing along with me three times a week, you can go to ko-fi.com slash musicwithmichael. So um, Kofi's ko-fi.com slash music with Michael and from next week which is very exciting because I've only just started talking about it you can go to mindfulmusicmoments.co.nz and find that project there cool and I'll put all those in the show notes so Woo-hoo. people can find them really easily and yeah really exciting okay. so I mean thank you for taking time you you are busy um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us thank you for sharing your passion, your gifts, 
Um, thank you for writing songs that don't drive parents crazy. <laughs> I try. Um, apart from maybe the seagull, seagull one. song. I know. <laughs> I have that in the back of my mind. Every time I say, you know, it won't yeah. drive you crazy, I'm like, caca, it comes into my head. I'm like, oh, no. The sound This is my seagull song. Seagull song. This is my seagull song. Sing along with me. But actually, you know. But actually, you know, the odd one of those is fine. It's when that's all you do. That's like, oh. Totally. Um, no, but thank you for, for caring about kids, caring about parents. Um, thank you for what you're doing to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Oh, thank you. Night is dark as dark as it can be. I thought we'd finish on a celebratory note and also chose that song because my nearly four-year-old Cora sings it around the house all the time. I was so inspired talking to Michael about her journey, uh, but particularly about how she spends each day looking for the good. And those of you who have been following along for a while will know that I'm all about finding the good in whatever situation we can, even when life is hard. Wouldn't it make such a difference in the world, starting with our own well-being, if we could spend each day doing that, drawing the good from what is around us? It doesn't mean pretending the hard stuff isn't there, but looking for the good and the beauty in and around whatever we come up against each day. Michael, your success is so well-deserved and we wish you so much more of it. You are such an inspiration. Thanks for who you are and what you do. Here is a blessing for you. Michael, as you continue to raise your own children, may they be so blessed by a mum who continues to authentically bring goodness and joy into life, who talks about the hard stuff but finds beauty where others aren't even looking. As you hold up what you love to do as an offering for others, may you receive joy and goodness and kindness in return from those for whom who you are and what you do is making a difference. May you never lose the ability to dream big, to name those dreams, however tentatively, and may they come to fruition sooner than you might expect. May you continue to know your worth is in who you are and not what you do, that the hard times won't knock you as they once might have, and that those who engage with you will be inspired to live their best lives too. May your music continue to be discovered by children and parents all over the country, all over the world, And may you know that it is making a difference in the lives of children and parents that you will never hear from or meet. 
And lastly, may you know you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Many thanks again to you all for listening. If this has been encouraging for you in any way, please share it with a friend who might be encouraged too. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use and rate the podcast if you feel it's worth other people listening to. And come and join me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at downtoearth.conversations on both of those. Thanks to Music with Michael for allowing us to use her music in this episode and to Rangi for the closing karakia. Join me next time when I talk to Stuart Enor of Kairos Food Rescue and the Kairos Free Store. We talk about how the organisation came to be and what a difference it is making for many hungry people in the Christchurch community and the power of life there is in caring and listening. It's another inspiring and heartfelt conversation. Until then, me inoi tātou. E tō mātou matua i te rangi Kia tapu tō ingoa Kia tau mai tō rangatiratanga Kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua Kia rite anō ki tō te rangi Humai kia mātou ai nei He taroma mātou mō tēnei rā Mūro mātou hara Me mātou hoki e muru nei I o te hunga E hara ana kia mātou Aua hoki mātou e kawea Kia whakawaia E ngari whakorangia mātou I te kino Mūro mātou hara